0: Hey guys, welcome to the sixth ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn and today we'll only be doing one thing because it, it's a pretty big topic it's the NBA draft coming up. It's my NBA mock draft 2.0. Uh, it's my top 15 picks. So we're gonna include the Wizards pick um of the first round. I'm only gonna be doing first round picks. Uh part two will come tomorrow for the next 15 picks. Um but, um, yeah, so again, okay, will just be going over, I already told you guys like, the stats for some, most of these players because, uh, not all of them, but most of these players because, I, uh, on my NBA mock draft uh, 1.0 on the second ever episode of this Talk with Chase, I kind of explained their stats. So I'm just going to go based off fit. And uh, I, let me just explain this real quick um, before I explain some other things and then we'll get into it. Uh, I'm only going to be doing four mock drafts this year. And you're probably like, Chase, so, what are you going to talk about in the area draft if you're only doing one mock draft and you do like a two part thing for uh, each of them? Because that only takes up like eight episodes total, technically seven, because my first mock draft was one episode. But the reason why I'm doing it is because I think, honestly, there's nothing much to, new to talk about. Like, I'm not just going to suddenly change my mind and put this random guy in the 10 overall. Like, it's going to be the same range of players. So what I'm going to do more is we talk about players which can draft, kind of talk about uh, any like, surprises that could be in the draft or any um, overrated or underrated picks. Like, we will still be having draft coverage, but I just think it's weird to repeat the same picks all over again. What, one minute years, Kate hey Cunningham going to the Pistons every single time? Wow, I'm sure you're learning a lot of information. You know, and I'm not saying those people who do a lot of mock drafts are like bad. I just think that it's... um. And I just feel like, personally, I, there's only a certain amount of things we could talk about with the NBA draft. So we'll only be doing 4 mock drafts, but we will have draft coverage uh, all the way until that draft on July 29th. Um, but before we get into it, again, I just want to thank everybody with 56 views. Always talk with Chase, which is great. Uh, my fifth episode is already up to five views, and it was posted yesterday, so that's uh, great to hear. Uh, sorry tonight's episode is later. I've had a lot of things going on. I talked to Brandon Godden today, um, the play by play commentator and the voice of Madden NFL. Um, so uh, I've kind of been uh, focused on some other things besides this Talk which is like i can focused on talk, which Talk but I've also been focused on other stuff as well. Um, so sorry this episode's coming out later, but that is why. But um, yeah, I've been going over my Tough of Tea picks. But yeah, I to do it because we talked for a very long time without doing picks. But, uh, yeah, all right. So number one overall, I kind of spoiled already, is Kate Cunningham. What else do you expect from me? I mean, Kate Cunningham, whoever got the number one overall pick was going to take Kate Cunningham. He's a generational talent. He
1: does a very good job
0: at kind of running the offense. Mm-hmm. He's kind of reminds me of a Luka Doncic type. I said that in my second episode of his talk of Chase. Um, he really is a Luka Doncic type. Um, his play style is this tall guard, 6'8". I had a great year at Oklahoma State, he can only be a game changer, good score, uh, defense is about above average, uh, average to above average, it took right in between average and above average, his defense could not prove. I know the Pistons drafted Killian Hayes, but Cunningham, you can't just rely on a guy that he barely even played last year, uh, did not take a generational talent with Cunningham, so I think Cunningham is an obvious pick here. Uh, for the pistons i think it can kind of speed up the reboot process and uh kind of be their future point guard and future franchise player uh at number two i have the rockets taking um evan mobley i know there's been some talk whether it should be Jalen reed or evan mobley which kind of spoils my third pick but mobley would just fit unbelievable in houston he could kind of be that uh, stretch for who could be a good rim protector and would we'll put less pressure on Christian Wood so he could uh, focus more on offense because he's a great uh, offensive player. So we just look at it at the end of the day, I think Evan Mobley. I mean, he's just a good player we else have to say, he's a good rim protector. He kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know, Chris Tapps his type, maybe a little different. Uh, doesn't have the exact outside shot, but he is developing as like a, a stretch for or a good like a center shooter. Uh he could kind of go into the young core of Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, um, and Jason Tate. Uh there's obviously some some other guys who those like the key pieces to the Young core. But honestly, I think kind of really speed up the Rockets that process. Even though if he's not a franchise player, he's the closest thing to it that the Rockets can get. Uh Jalen Bree, he even become probably the best four from this draft. I haven't going to go into the Cavs number three. Um there have been some rumors of them trading Colin Sexton, uh, just like some small rumors. I don't think that's going to happen, but even if they have Colin Sexton, you still a draft Jalen Green here. He was unbelievable in the G League, averaging 18 points per game, but he would fit here because he's tall enough to play small forward if he had to, but he could also come off the bench and develop his good score behind Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Um, honestly, I just think that. The Cavs just get more offense. Uh, I know he's not as good on defense, but that's something he could develop uh, in his NBA career. But I just think it's too much to pass up uh, on Jalen Green because he really reminds me of like Bradley Beal. And the question would be, uh, would you pass up on Bradley Beal? And probably wouldn't pass up on an all- NBA player. So uh, I think this is an obvious pick for Cavs. Uh, for uh, number three, we'll start to move a little faster here. Uh, Jalen Suggs at number four. Um, what else to expect? I love Jalen Suggs. He shows he has range, he's efficient, he has a winning mentality. Um, he's a good passer, good scorer, good defender. He really does everything. And honestly, I think he's probably a better overall player between uh, J- better than Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. I just think fit wise, Evan Mobley and Jalen Green are better. But when you just look at Suggs, he could be possibly the replacement for Kyle Lowry. Um, but even if he doesn't, he could still develop under two championship type card, two championship experience guards with uh Frederick Vlate and Kyle Lowry. Um, he could kind of be the centerpiece of the bench and could be one of the reasons it could get back to the playoffs. Okay, we'll start to move a little faster here. Uh I. Mitchell, you guys already have basically heard how much I love D. I. Mitchell. Um I, I know the trade for Kevin Walker. Uh, the Thunder, obviously it puts Kevin Walker trade, um, mock draft, uh, but that's going to be more for the next episode because they got the 16th deck in that trade, but I still think they draft Mitchell, great passer, great defender, kind of reminds me of a Chris Paul uh, type. Uh, sorry if I skipped the number five pick, go back to that, but obviously you could kind of guess who that would be, but uh, I don't know why I skipped number five for some reason, but Damian Mitchell would be my sixth pick. I uh, just have leadership and experience in the big level, and can kind of be a good guard next to Shake and Alexander. Um I have uh, Jonathan Kaminga uh, going to the Magic at five again. Totally don't know why I skipped through him uh, over him. I guess I should say sorry about that. But I think that some people have been kind of recently been I mean, going down on Jonathan Kaminga's defense, and I totally disagree. Um, I think that his defense is very very good. It uh, could be a defensive. Um, kind of uh, three or four with uh, him and Jonathan Isaac in the future uh, for Orlando. Uh, they don't have to guard here because they uh, could make it just a better talent out of the G League, besides Mitchell. And they could also basically kind of save themselves off if they want to draft a guard later uh, in the draft. So honestly, I think uh, drafting could have made in make perfect sense. he could develop to be a more efficient player and a better defender if uh, he has to, but honestly, I really think his defense is good. Um and I think he can be a great player for the magic. Um I love Jalen Johnson in his draft. I have him going number seven uh to the Warriors. I personally believe he could come off the bench and be an X Factor. He could be a future starter. He could actually start if they needed him to over Andrew Wiggins. But this small forward I would do could just basically do it all. He's athletic. He's a good wings fan. And I just describe him as a talented athletic forward who can score the ball well and play great defense with his versatile works fan. That's honestly how I describe him. And um he could honestly be an X Factor again, like I said, the starting lineup or the bench. Uh it just fits perfectly in a golden state. Uh the number eight pick, I have the uh, Orlando Magic. Like I said, they can set themselves up to take a guard later in the draft with the commando pick. They do, they take Keon Johnson here. A good on and off ball defender. Um who still was is still was great on offense and isn't a great shooter, but then it's something he could develop. He averaged around eleven points, uh Tennessee and it led them to the fifth seed in more Tennis. Um, I know he would come under guard a young guard like Marco Ford is twenty-three, Cole Anthony is twenty-one, RJ Hampton is twenty, and Dwayne Bacon is twenty-five. But I just think with Johnson on an awful defense, it's too much to pass up on. And uh, not every one of those guards are gonna pan out. And I think Johnson could pan out to be a franchise guard. So I have the uh, Magic uh, taking him there. Sorry, I looking the Wizards. Just my dog. Uh, but as uh, Scotty Barnes at number nine I am going to the Kings. He could join the Young court, the Aaron Fox, Marvin Baxter Junior if he doesn't and Marvin remember to Marvin the third if he doesn't get traded and Rashawn Holmes. Um he's probably the best defender of the draft. Uh they could move on from Harrison Barnes. Uh, he could be a kind of that lockdown defender. He, again, he's not that great of a shooter sure and he doesn't that good of an offensive game, but his defense is too much to pass up on. He's probably the sixth best player in the draft when you look at overall play, and but uh, just with fit, uh, he goes to number nine, number ten. I mentioned this uh, before my mom draft. I love Moses Moody uh, in the draft class. He's he's up there. Like there's some players are just like like if I was call it in love with like and really like their style. I like Davion Mitchell, Jalen. I like uh, Jalen Suggs, Davion Mitchell, Jalen Johnson, um, Moses Moody. I'll uh, put and like James Booknet uh, and Court Kishman. Those like the, the key players. But uh, the reason why I have the kick with Moody is because they have Lonzo Ball, um, who is more of a passer and defender uh, at the point guard. And with with Moody, they can get kind of that score at number two, because they don't exactly have that. There's still in no question, is it going to be Nikhil Alexander Walker, is it, it going to be Josh Hart? You can kind of fill that spot, great score at Arkansas, Okay, could kind of fill out that starting lineup. I kind of get the young core there. I guess you could add Jackson Hayes, the young core at center. Uh, maybe they'll just try to work on center. But honestly, with of Moody on the board, his scoring, he's really a raw talent type player. He has a lot of talent on him scoring. Defense could, if question, but with Lonzo with defense and his passing, I just think all Moody has to do is score the ball and he knows how to do the idea of Arkansas. He could do it again in the NBA for New Orleans. Uh, the Hornets could get output on Sangan from Turkey. Love his game. Great passer. He's the second youngest player in the draft. I'll talk about the youngest in a little bit. Um he will be a lot threat for Lamello Ball, He's 19 as well. is 18. Uh he know he's a little short for a center, but again, he is a lot threat. He reminds me of like a Nikola Jokic and a Nikola Vincevic kind of combined, like kind of shooting from outside a little bit. He could be in the young core of Lamella Ball, Terry Ruzier, I guess Terry Ruzier is young, but kind of in the future core of Lamella Ball, Terry Ruzier, Miles Terry Ruzier, Washington, and uh, Alfred Satan. They actually be your uh, starting five in the future. Sounds like a pretty good team. And I feel like sending can elevate them to the uh the playoffs considering center is their uh, their biggest need but they could get somewhere close to the playoffs, uh, with that pick. Uh and uh you guys know my NBA mock draft one 0. I have pitched for going in the top ten picks. But I have now Corey Kispert, uh the uh four-year player from Gonzaga, falling to number twelve to the San Antonio Spurs. Um Kinsper's an unbelievable shooter. I basically explained that. Um he could be an all-star type player. He's good on, on an off ball on defense, good on an off ball on offense. Remind me of Clay Thompson and I love players like Clay Thompson. Again, Kissbird one of those players that I really like uh in this draft. I really like his experience. He's pro- a lot of people say it was the best player on the Gonzaga team um, with Sam and Sub. So it's just, probably a bit of talent. I personally believe Sub is the best player on that team. But Kishbury was probably a close second. Um, they're probably going to move on from the Marjorie in the next couple of seasons. And he could be their future three. And, and they could just kind of elevate a rebuild type of process if that's what they're doing. And kind of, instead of rebuild, they kind of retool with Kishbury, re-tool with if that makes sense. Um, with uh, T.J. Uh, Warren. I mean, T.J. agent, he's It's kind of their future three, and it would be Franz Wagner. Uh, he's a very athletic forward from a uh, tall forward from uh, Michigan. Um, and he has an offensive game. He kind of reminds me of Jalen Johnson a little bit with his wingspan. He could be good on defense. Uh, he kind of reminds me of a uh, Kevin Durant because what a a tall athletic forward who has the ability to shoot for anybody if he just develops an offensive game. That reminded me of Kevin Durant. Um, he was good with Michigan, and the reason why the Patriots got him is because Sabonis is better on defense than he is offense, and Miles Turner is better on defense than he is offense. So you could get uh, Wagner, who can still develop a defensive game, but is better on the offensive side of the ball, and could just, in general, be a uh, more uh, well-rounded player if uh, that makes sense for the uh, Pacers. Um, but at number 14, I have the Golden State Warriors taking Josh Getty. Um Even though he isn't the best scorer or offensive player, Giddy is an unbelievable defender. Uh, he's the youngest player in the draft at 18 years old. He played overseas for Australia. Um, the shooting and his offensive game is a question. But he's a tall guard. He can play forward if the Warriors need him to. Uh, if they come out of Jalen Johnson and Josh Bailey in the draft, I think that'd be a win. Um, there are rumors, and they probably should trade one of these picks. But I don't really do a lot of trades in my mock draft. so with just him having a good wingspan, I mean, being the arm, can develop, and is already a good defender, I think he could be a good piece off the bench for the Warriors uh, as they try to compete for a championship with a uh, Clay Thompson coming back, and with the last pick. In my NBA mock draft 2.0 post lottery, post Kemple Walker trade, I have the Washington Wizards selecting. Once again, for that's the back after drafts, James Booknight. Yes, James Booknight. I have going to Washington Wizards again. And it will have mock drafts where I don't have the Wizards taking Booknight. But I just honestly don't think a lot of teams ahead of that will take it. I mean, it's, it's going to be either the Pacers or the Warriors and taken. If not, the Wizards are going to have them open. But again, you guys know how much I love James Booknight. I wasn't a UConn fan, so maybe that's part of it, because um, I watch more of him than any college basketball player this year. But he is an unbelievable scorer. Uh, can't really do much else, but he can develop. He could kind of be that guard that uh backup guard that he was in need, he could be athletic. I think he puts less pressure on Rodney Beal and he could develop more of a passing game and that could develop Daniel Crawford and that could develop a young starting five and all of that just because of James Bookman. He can be an X factor in a game. He has good defensive nights every now and then. Um he's he could pass the ball at a high level if he really wanted to. But he, I mean, he averaged he averages nineteen points a game at Yukon, um in the Big East. Um I mean why are you going to pass that up? I mean, he's an unbelievable scorer. Wizards could do trades and sign free agents this year to get their defense uh, better. And obviously we'll be covering that on this Wiz Talk with Chase Wizards podcast. Um, but yeah, with my final pick uh, of my uh, part one of my uh, NBA Mock draft 2.0 Bush Ken Walker's lottery uh, draft, I have... Um, the Wizard taking James Book night. I guarantee you next mock draft I will not have the Wizard taking in Book night, But you'll see in my final mock draft. I'll probably have five mock drafts when I think about it. I'll do like I'll do it like before main mock drafts before the draft. And then like on the night of the draft, I'll do like a final mock draft. We'll see if I have uh book night being taken there. I mean, we're in July 1st, the draft, July 29th, and there's so many rumors that could come out um Right there, like this team's like okay, this team's rumored to get this player, and this team is looking to get this player. Uh, the combine was just done, so there isn't exactly a lot reported on who which teams are looking at which uh, general managers were looking at some players in the combine. Uh, we'll continue to hear news, and now will definitely adjust my uh, mock drafts as we go through and uh, look for more uh, mock draft and uh, draft coverage in general. Uh, here, I always talk with Chase. Uh, we will have my sorry if I say my part two will be coming uh tomorrow. It will be coming on Saturday. Um the day uh, before July 4th or July 3rd. Uh and I'll give my part two uh for my uh, next fifteen picks, uh, starting with the Golden State Warriors and ending with the Utah Jet. But if anyway, you guys did enjoy this episode uh with my uh, mock draft uh tell me if you agree or disagree with anything. Uh, I tried to slow down my pace so you guys could understand me better. Um I know with my power expander, it might be hard to understand me. So I'm trying to talk at a little bit of a slower pace. Hopefully this was a better for you guys. Uh, subscribe, follow, uh, share. I appreciate, um, I appreciate. by the way, uh, if they're listening talking to you guys, Chris Myers, um, Brandon Godden, uh, Donovan Smith. It's been a blast talking to them. So if you are listening, if one of you guys are listening, I really appreciate uh, being able to talk to you guys. I hope you guys uh do enjoy i did enjoy this episode again subscribe follow share and i will see you in a couple days for my part two of the mock draft peace